Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another episode of The Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew Nuno. And I'm Brittany McHugh. And we are joined for this episode by our good friend, Neil Pretkellis. Neil, welcome to the show. Hi, Neil. Hello. So, Neil, can you uh, just kind of uh, tell our viewers here just a little bit about yourself? You know, just a quick little bio snippet. Sure, sure. Um, So, my name is Neil Pretkellis. I am an engineer. I work at Caterpillar in Peoria, um, Illinois. Um, but I've worked with Brittany, Andrew, and Adrian in high school, and uh, I've worked with Andrew on uh, films um, throughout high school and even now, uh, and, and in, including his, uh, his current web series that he's working on, Bordered. Um, but that's about the extent of my media participation, um, at least as of now. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, you know, just good friends with these people. Um, yeah, so we are very excited to be diving into, well, Neil and I are excited. Brittany, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. To, to be diving into this film, Alien, by Ridley Scott. But yeah, this is this is a film that I've heard a lot about, you know, before watching it, uh, finally. Um, you know, it's, it's gotten a lot of acclaim. It's considered like one of the best like sci-fi films to ever exist. Um, so really, really excited to, to, to jump into this. But before we do, um, let's talk about kind of like what were our impressions um, before seeing this film for the first time? What thoughts did we have before going into it? And we'll start with our guest, Neil, and his thoughts. So I have seen this film before. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it like all the way through. I think mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces on television, which now that I have seen it again, television probably cut some stuff. But uh, yeah, my impression of the film before watching it again was that this is a sci-fi classic and a horror classic considered by many to be in some of the top greatest films of all time. And uh after watching it again, I still think it was a pretty decent film. Okay. All right. Brittany, over to you. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is what I wrote down about Alien. Uh, I knew Sigourney Weaver was in it. I knew that there was an alien in it. And then I wrote down Haunted House in Space. That's what I got. But here's the thing. I feel like I should include this. I did, I was dreading watching this movie because I don't like scary movies. I don't enjoy being scared. I don't like that whole suspense thing. I don't think that's fun. I think it's terrifying and awful and bad. So I looked up the entire plot of this movie before I watched it. Mm. So. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Did that, did I, that I, help? I mean, a little, because I knew when to look away. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. For me, yeah, I mean, it was very similar to, to, to you, Neil. I heard all this like, oh my God, it's one of the best sci-fi films of all time. It's one of the greatest films of all time. It's one of the films that like heralded the modern sci-fi genre. Um, so there was a lot, a lot of clout going into this film that I've heard about it. Um, and I, I realize now, like, you know, having seen it... Um, I, a lot a lot more pop culture references make sense to me now, now that I've seen this film. Because in, in the moment, like, I, I just, I, I didn't quite understand some, some pop culture references, but now I, I, I get not only that, but also, like, even this film's influence on films like Interstellar, for example. But yeah, just before going, before watching this film, I just remember just 
hearing all this uh, critical acclaim that surrounded this film um, and just how how lauded it was um, by critics and fans alike. So yeah, there were there well, were a lot actually, of actually Andrew. Actually, mm-hmm. when this film first came out, it wasn't lauded by critics. It actually received many mixed reviews. Yes, and it I saw that as well. Yeah. So, I'm... like, don't be sh- saying nonsense here. It is It is critically acclaimed now, much like yeah. Citizen Kane was mixed reviews when it came out and now is considered one of the greatest. Never seen it. I- I'm referring to, to the status that it holds now. I'm not yeah. referring to, you know, back then. The way you phrased it. Well, I no one asked you, you Brittany. <laughs> I'm so mad. I, guys, I feel like I need to put you in my headspace where I was at when I watched this movie. Our listeners as well, so they really understand what this experience was like for me. So, the night that I saw this movie was also the first night that I was going to do therapy for the first time. I know I'm growing emotionally. I know you're all super proud of me. Very. Um, very. And then my therapist stood me up. Oh. And what? then I watched this movie. Mm. So that's what my state was like. Y- yeah, and you then maybe, I had to watch this. You maybe should have picked a different day. Terrible yeah. movie. I hate this. <laughs> so yeah, that's what my state was like. How mm. were you guys when you watched it? Um, that was fun. Yeah, I, I was, was having. I was. I was eating a pepperoni pizza while watching this movie, so I was in good spirits. Mm. So yeah, must have been so nice. It was. It was. I even put some, like, <laughs> extra, like, cheese on top, you know, just to, like, just savor in the moment even more, so. All right, yeah. we're going to move on now. Um, <laughs> so, what this movie won. It was the 52nd Academy Awards. This was nominated in two categories, ended up winning one of them, and the winner was Best Visual Effects. That was H... Okay, I'm going to mess up this name. It's a Swedish name. I'm so sorry I that I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. It's H.R. Geiger, I think it was. Uh, Carlo Rambaldi, Brian Johnson, Nick Alder, and Dennis Ayling. It was also nominated for Best Art Direction. That was Michael Seymour, Leslie Dilley, Roger Christian, and Ian Whitaker. It lost to the movie All That Jazz. That's it. That's, That's it? All. I thought it lost to multiple movies. Maybe I was looking no, at the it, wrong category. Only nominated in two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it lost uh, the other Oscar to that, that film, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it okay. lost in... Okay. Best art direction. Got it, got it. To all I, that jazz. Got it. I yeah. I haven't seen that, so I can't compare. <laughs> Neither have I. Neither have I. At first, I thought they were talking about Chicago. Mm. No, no. Do we talk about the visual effects now? We can. We can talk about anything. <laughs> we, we can dive, I would yeah. specifically like to talk about the cat. Uh, I thought it was a very nice cat. What the fuck was a cat doing in space? No, guys, I'm so sorry. This cat pissed me the fuck off first of all this is a journey that is so long they need to be in cryogenic sleep and what moron thought to bring a cat on also does the cat have its own tiny cryogenic chamber i think so yeah yeah didn't it have it towards the end 
But a yeah. cat's biology, but she put it in a human cryogenic chamber. A cat's biology is not the same as a human's. It would not be able to survive. Also, how the fuck did that cat survive? It ran into the alien like six times. That cat would have been dead. Also, I why the- did Sigourney Weaver keep going back for the cat? The cat shouldn't have been in space in the first place. The cat is gone. What? The- Everyone in this movie was so stupid. Hey, I hated hey, it so much. Sigourney Weaver needed a companion especially when the rest of when the rest of (laughs) she has six other people she had six other people but she didn't know that she was gonna die why the fuck guys guys i don't understand so i will say logic here if the technology is advanced enough to have cryogenic freezing i feel like it's probably also advanced enough to have different settings like a human setting and a cat setting so i'll but it's the fact that they had to, that maybe you're right, Neil. I don't know what happened yeah, in the sci-fi. pretend Who universe. Knows? Yeah. But that meant someone went through the trouble of making a cryogenic chamber for a cat to send this cat into space with a crew that was doing a mining mission. I mean, you hey. saw how the guys in the beginning of the film were talking about contracts. So, like, maybe one of them was like, oh, I have to have my cat with me. It could have been a therapy cat. You don't know that, Brittany. Therapy cats were not a thing in, <laughs> in 1979. Uh, this, this is the future. This, we yeah, are future. allowed to think beyond our years. I, I think you're so just being close-minded to therapy angry. cats. You're I just being close-minded. No Look, dude, I got no problem with emotional support animals, which is what I think you meant to stay instead of therapy cat. Um, but this is just outrageous that they sent a cat into space with a crew on a mining mission that apparently took so long they needed to be into cryogenic sleep. And then Sigourney Weaver kept going back for the cat. I don't. She like, only I, went for the cat once. It doesn't matter. Like, you said, I, she well, went for it twice. No, she, she went for it twice. Okay, yeah. I mean, there were other characters. No, and, like, then, and then one character went after the cat, and that led him to his death that, at the that's alien. That's what I was going to say. Which yeah. the alien, like, how did yes. the alien not kill the cat, too? The cat is smaller and quicker, for one. Yeah. And also, it's established slightly in this movie, and more so in the second movie, that if you don't move... I didn't see the second movie. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just bringing it up. Um... It's established a little bit in the second movie that if you don't move, the alien, like, may ignore you. Like, it's more attracted to motion, I, mm. I believe. Like, there, I think there's a scene in the second movie where the alien is, like, literally face-to-face with Ripley. Um, but that cat was moving quite that a is, lot. Well, not, not that... they could never find it! Not when not, it was not, in the cage. Yeah, and, and not in that not first scene. Not when it was in the cage. But she left the cat in the cage, and then she went back for it. But not in that first scene where the guy gets killed. Remember, he's getting like completely just obliterated, and that cat she literally is moving though. She's like, no, no, no. Remember, kissing. the cat like, but yeah, but the cat kind of like holds steady, and we have like that major close up on on the cat on a cat's face on a fucking cat's face. The alien wanted a bigger meal. Can you blame <laughs> it? I mean, is the alien eating them? I would I would assume so. They couldn't find the first two bodies. And they couldn't find blood either, though. If the alien eats them, you'd think there'd be blood. Wait, hold, hold up. Can, can we talk about how quickly that motherfucker grew? Like, Yeah, it, so that's... It, yeah. That made perfect he, sense Very to me. fast. 
holy shit. Like, when I saw it, like, when they killed that, that, that first guy, I was just like, whoa, wait. It just, like, like, hours ago, it just popped out of someone's chest. And now it's this whole big, full-blown monster. Like, holy shit. Did the dead alien egg whatever the fuck was attached to his face look like a vagina to you guys that is oh that was intentional oh i hate that i hate that the art direction was sexual art direction by guys it was by guys but it was done uh according to ridley scott who is a self-proclaimed feminist although you know that doesn't necessarily mean anything uh yeah yeah him and the art director and the writer all made these choices to actually make men feel uncomfortable. That's interesting. There's a lot of symbolism. So like the chestburster scene in particular, a lot of people compare it to what if like man gave birth to children and how it would make men feel uncomfortable. And this was also a few years after Roe v. Wade. And so a lot of people, uh, Ridley Scott says he wasn't going this deep. He was just trying to make a scary movie. But a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, the chestburster scene is supposed to be like, oh, if uh, men had to have babies, it would be really uncomfortable for them and they would want to have a choice. So mm-hmm. that's uh, like that's how some people look at that. But definitely the design of the aliens was meant to be hypersexualized so that you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Were you guys uncomfortable with the sexuality? Uh, yeah, it's a little gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... There, there were definitely scenes I was like, okay, well, this is not necessary. Like, I was just like, this is just, like, why? Like, what? why? Why? Like, like, to like, make, to you make you uncomfortable. The... <laughs> well, but like, even like this, like, like we talked about earlier, the scene at the end with, like... Where you see Sigourney Weaver's butt crack for yeah. no reason. Yeah, I was just like, it just, it's like, this is, Why? There's no Why? reason she had to get in her underwear. I mean, I know someone's going to make an argument about vulnerability, but she's already vulnerable even when she's fully clothed, which we have seen many examples of throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. Yeah. Like, the only reason they got her in her underwear is because they're like, oh, Sigourney Weaver's hot. Mm-hmm. That's, that has never been confirmed, not even by Sigourney herself. It's never herself. been confirmed. I, I will say, this is mm-hmm. my personal opinion, but... Based on the way Hollywood has been for many, many years. Historically. I do not disagree that that scene could have been done differently, especially the butt crack. Like, the underwear is not (laughs) as big of a deal for me because of reasons that I'll mention in a second. But the the butt crack in particular was like, okay, was that necessary? Um, Yeah. on On top of the underwear. Not that we're criticizing Sigourney Reaver for doing it. No, no. Yeah, we're. But I think we're all criticizing, we're criticizing the, the white choice. male's choices to do that. Exactly. And, and yeah. uh, I think, so one thing I was going to add to that was that the role was originally written for a male, and they auditioned male and females for the role, which makes me believe that it was written, or, or nearly done being written, and it was written that way regardless of a male or female getting the role. So, whoa, wait, wait, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We don't know that it was written that way. That it was written that someone would strip down to their underwear. If they were... Choices are made on movies all the time that are changed in the filming and process and rewrites. And I can I can film. defend the underwear argument further if you'd like, because they all start cryogenically in underwear. Oh, wait, the beginning of the, of the film? 
Yeah, so it makes sense yeah, for her different. to... How mm-hmm. is that different? They have straight up, like, diapers on in that, and she's just in her underwear for the cryogenic thing, and it looks Maybe like she's Maybe she couldn't go grab on. one. Also, oh, I listened to... Yeah. I don't remember the exact name of the podcast. Maybe I can look it up really quick, but I listened to a podcast on the movie Alien and a feminist perspective on it just before this. And what one thing that one of the women in the podcast said was, if I was chased by an alien for two hours and a ship just exploded by me, I'd be sweaty as hell and I'd want to take off my clothes too. And I laughed at that, but I was like, yes, but also did it have to be written that way? You know, mm. did it have to be written such that, like, it, it, one, again, the butt crack wasn't necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. But two, like, she could have been in shorts. Um, Especially because it's so short. Like, mm-hmm. she's only yes. in her underwear for, like, that shot, and then she immediately changes into a space suit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because of the alien. But yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah I, feel, like, I think what I'm saying is why even have her change into her underwear in the first place? Why not just like have the moment she's put in the cat in the cryogenic chamber? So yeah, and, many problems with that. And she's and she's relaxing and, or whatever, and then yeah. yeah. And I mean, we even see her in a moment relaxed after as soon as she like gets in the pod and the spaceship blows up, and she's just kind of like, oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I'm like, yeah, that's that's very that's effective. That we get that she's relieved. And then if she had put mm-hmm. the cat in the cryogenic chamber and then bam, alien in the corner, how the fuck did it fit in there? Right. Oh, I I um, agree yeah. with everything you're saying. I think I will not I will not take the stance that that wasn't sexist scene. We yeah. don't need it for the story. Yeah. I agree. We, we like it, it it reminded me a lot of uh that scene from Star Trek Into Darkness. Where, um, have you guys seen that movie, Star Trek Into Darkness? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, that scene where, um, the, the Admiral's daughter, she's just, like, oh, she's changing, she's and then suddenly, for, like, yeah. A yeah. And it's, like, why? Like, what, what, what did that add to the story? Like... I think that, they were going for some kind of comic angle, and it did not work. No. Mm-hmm. No. Like, it, it just, like... I do, like, like that movie, kind of. Oh, I, I do. Yeah, not me too. Not that scene. But, but yeah, I know. I, I like the movie as a whole, but like I remember when when I was watching the scene in Alien, like it, it immediately brought me back to that scene from Star Trek Into Darkness, where I was just like, "Why? Like this is just like, and this is one of those aspects that just like it just did not like just it was just so unnecessary, um, and and honestly, like that it distracted me from the film because I was just like I I was too focused thinking like why is this in the movie? Like what is this doing in this movie? Um, so yeah, I would also that... like to remind you, Andrew, of your position in this podcast. <laughs> Trust me, there's a lot that I, I I like about this film, but I me me defending a film doesn't mean I have to become a sexist pig. Um, you know, that, what? Uh, that's fair. I'll give you that pass. Yeah, I was like, I'll give you that nope, pass. Nope, Andrew, I don't you want have you to, take to become the sexist a sexist pig. I don't want you to become a sexist pig. I would, don't want any men to be sexist pigs. I think the world would be a lot better if that stopped happening. Unlike, unlike you know, the... Uh, I can't uh, get into it. I can't get into <laughs> it right now, man. You already knew what I was no, going to remind you Andrew, of the Andrew, state Andrew, the I podcast, was in when I watched this movie. The, the podcast would be probably garner a ton of attention and get... Uh, a lot of criticism if you okay. took the position okay. of the butt crack being uh, essential to the story. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> we have been talking no, you... for 10 minutes about a butt crack. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think That's we're all in agreement that that scene was over to. Madonna. Yeah, I think we are all in agreement. I okay. think, well, well, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Talk about something you like, yeah. maybe. Okay. But I, I do want to say that Sigourney, Sigourney, ah, my God, Gorney. I'm like struggle so hard Sigourney. with this name. Sigourney, thank you, Sigourney Weaver. Her acting is phenomenal in this film. Like I, especially in that last sequence when it's her fighting to get out of the ship before it detonates. Like I just like even like when she's uh, trying to initiate the self destruct. Like I. I felt her. No, 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 her, no, no, no. no. Hold on. I feel I need to correct you for one second. She's not yes. trying to initiate it. She's trying to stop it. No, well, she's oh, originally, said it first. originally she she initiated it. Then she tried to stop it. Then but she tried to stop it, which made no yeah. sense. Why no, did she it, try it to stop make it? Sense. It did make sense because the, the alien, alien was, was in the way blocking, yeah. of the escape pod. So she was like, "Shit, I have to go back oh, and stop I missed it." That. Yeah. yeah. There's a point where I stopped watching this movie and started just listening to it. That's so, so it, we'll we'll fill in the gaps for you. The alien was um, blocking the path, so she had to run back to try to stop it, and she couldn't stop it in time, so uh, she had to okay. run back you to the escape pod. Exactly. exactly. That's fair. That's fair. And I definitely agree with Andrew. I felt her fear the entire her fear and panic. Yeah, like I was starting to hyperventilate at one point because I was like, I feel her panic. I feel like I I feel the fear that she's having, and like, oh my lord, like it was it was oh my god, it was incredible. Like I just it was really good. Props to her because that was so so well acted. Um, and I looked, and this was her second film. Essentially, she did Annie Hall, which you guys talked about, and I haven't seen. She yet. was in Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. I guess. Who um, did she play in Annie Hall? I actually I forget. I forget who she played. I don't remember her in that movie. But yeah. I think it's impressive that this was only her like second big Wait, film. Wait, I'm sorry. I have to know this now. She was his movie theater date at the end of the film. Do you remember him going on a movie theater date? Yep. Yep. And actually, no, I think I, 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 think I even recognized her at, at the end of, of Annie Hall. Um, yeah. Like, it was a super brief role. But, yeah, that was like one of her first roles starting out. Yeah, this was definitely her breakout role. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the role that, that shot her to stardom. Um, I also want to give a shout out to John Hurt as well. Like, it's, I, I remember watching this scene where, like, the alien just, like, fucking pops out of his stomach. And, like, I got so grossed out by that. Like, I literally had to pause the film because I was just like, whoa, okay, let's hold up here. Like, a fucking alien just popped out of his stomach Mm-hmm. And the guy's just dead. Like my mom walked in on me while I was watching that part. Well, I wasn't watching it. My back was fully turned to the TV at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But she walked in and she's watching the screen and she goes, "Oh, you're watching Alien." And I'm like, "Well, kinda." And she goes, "You know, when I was having you, I always thought of this scene." And I'm like, See? "What?" And and that's gave, oh my God. No, 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 no. But it's for a different reason. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. gave me the reason why. Apparently, so I was two weeks late and my mom was in labor with me for over 24 hours. But uh, apparently while she was in labor with me, my mm-hmm. foot, because I was two weeks late, so it was quite crowded in there. And mm-hmm. my foot was just pressed really hard against her stomach that she could see an exact outline of it. 
And she just kept thinking of that scene where the alien burst out of the stomach and she was like, oh my God, it's going to happen to me. For listeners, Andrew's face looks quite shocked right now. Um, oh man. But that is, yeah, that <laughs> is an interesting story. It did not burst out of her stomach though. That did not happen. Ooh, yeah. Came out of her vagina. Mm. So. Mm. Th- thanks for the clarification. <laughs> what is this episode? So the uh, so the visual effects, I thought they were pretty good. Yes, let's segue to that, please, for the love of God. <laughs> you don't want to keep talking about my mom's uterus and vagina? No, no. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I hope she never listens to this, because I'm leaving this in for sure. I definitely saw inspiration oh from Star Wars and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, yeah. Don't talk about that movie. It's you can definitely see the inspiration though. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you mean uh, the stupid long-held establishing shots of a ship that I don't care about? <laughs> yeah, I see that inspiration. Uh huh. Yeah, those ones. And, and I, I actually saw that this film might not have been made if it wasn't for Star Wars. Star Wars came mm-hmm. out in 1977 and was so I'd popular be happy that to talk about that film. That uh, Fox News, or not Fox News, Fox uh, Entertainment was like, okay, space movies are in. Let's give this movie a budget. Mm-hmm. And so a- Alien might not have been made if it wasn't for Star Wars, which is pretty interesting. Which is great. I love Star Wars. I do think Star Wars is better than this movie. Uh, there's a lot of Star Wars, specifically A New Hope. Yeah, I guess because that was the one that came out around this time. Mm-hmm. I do think A New Hope is better than this movie. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think the visual effects were but probably I, better. But again, I hate horror movies. Yeah. I don't understand the pleasure in watching them because it's just anxiety and panic and terror and it's awful feelings that you just have to keep feeling until the two hours are done. Do I don't like... enjoy that. Yeah, some people do. Some people like the, I guess, exhilaration of it. I liked... Not in the moment necessarily, but after Sigourney was on the escape pod and was not panicking, I was like, whew, mm-hmm. that was a wild ride. So speaking of the visual effects, so we enter, so like the art nomination, I think really came from the alien spaceship that they found. I have so many problems with that scene too. One, they didn't finish deciphering the message before they left the spaceship and went and explored this alien ship, which is just so dumb. Two, this guy's poking at the eggs. Like, when you enter a room and see a giant alien skeleton, that is your cue to get the fuck out of there. You don't continue on and then poke at eggs. And then when an alien attaches itself to your friend's face, you leave him to die. Like, I'm sorry, but he's already gone. Like, you leave him to die and you get the fuck out of there. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are some good points. I think uh, the woman that I forget her name, um, Lambert. Lambert. She yeah. was. She was like, "Let's go. This is weird. This is bad." Yeah. And I think that's mm-hmm. another addition to like. If uh, I was going to mention this earlier, but other than the scene that we discussed for ten minutes, I do think that this was a pretty good movie from a feminist perspective. It had two pretty strong female characters, one of which was the lead. There was no romance. I wouldn't say Lambert was a particularly well-written character. She was we don't okay. Really know anything about her? We knew about as much about her as the rest of the characters. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, the the, the okay, lead so was a female, which is good. Other than Rid, uh, Sigourney other than, Weaver. Yeah, yeah. Her name's Ridley. Did yeah. Ridley Scott straight or, up name this character after himself? No, it was written by somebody else. But uh, besides that scene at the end, which I think was probably just a oh, producer. Oh, no, her name was Ripley. Oh, Ripley. Yeah. yeah, I was going to um, say, I, 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 don't th- I don't think it's, 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 yeah, it's Ripley. Close enough. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I going with that? I, so uh, what, what, I was trying to, what I was trying to point out was that multiple times during the film, both of the women uh, make points that are good points, but then the men are like, no, nah, you're wrong. It's like, oh, she's just being emotional. So I think that was like a good message in terms of horror. Cause it's like it was the it was the men who were making the stupid decisions. Uh so I got I think that was maybe a slight plus towards stupid decisions, which I don't think there were that many. I agree with some of the ones that you brought up. Yeah, like what? Okay, I have Yeah, so bring up many other stupid decisions. That... Okay. <laughs> When they enter the room with, well, for one thing, they bring that guy in. They find out which that Sigourney the alien, said we shouldn't. Which she said we shouldn't. Points for Sigourney Weaver. But also, why did they need her permission when that science dude can just open the hatch? Like, why were they saying Ripley open the hatch? She didn't. She, she was. Doesn't... She was the acting captain, so he he directly disobeyed her orders by opening. I don't know. I don't know. That was weird. That was like, that didn't quite make sense to me. Um, he also okay, had an ulterior thing, motive. Okay, so the thing, yeah, because he was an android, which was disgusting. Um, so the thing, we find out it's blood is like acid. They go downstairs looking for where the acid is leaking, looking straight up at the ceiling, even though they know there is going to be acid dripping down at one point. That was dumb. When they go into the room after the alien has detached itself from their face, the door is wide open. Wide open. That thing could very easily run out, escape to the rest of the ship. They Just did close, close the it. door. They no, did they didn't. It. No, they didn't. It was open while they were searching for it. And then I think when it came out, they closed it. But the whole time they were searching for it, that thing could have gotten out. Are you talking about the, the one that was hugging the face? Yeah. when the one that No, was they hugging- closed it. No, they didn't. I they have... searched for a moment and then they closed it. I. It doesn't matter positive. if it was even for a moment. Yeah, they left it open look... a little long. If it was even for yeah. a moment, that was dumb. What else did they do that was dumb? Um. Okay, going into the vents. I get the plan there. I don't necessarily disagree with it. But then what happened was they sent someone back into the vents even though they knew that someone had just killed it because that guy parker came out saying this is all i found there i'm like why would you go back in there you know that that guy just died because the alien is in the vents don't go in the fucking vents yeah Um, that was that was a suspend disbelief portion where it was like cut to next scene where they say yep he's dead yeah i can agree with that one god so much. I mean, my biggest problem is they just should have left him outside. They just... Oh, they say that this guy needs to go into quarantine if he gets better. 
and then when he wakes up, they all go into the room with him. They they say all that they're them. they say that they're all gonna have to go into quarantine when they get but back. But still, you don't know what that guy went through. That guy I, could yeah. still be like, what what are you doing? Also, when they were poking at the the dead alien, the dead vagina alien, none of them are wearing masks. Yeah, I again that android. I think a couple of those can be explained by the android's ulterior motive, like especially the letting him in when they shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, but why do the why does the captain even want to go in? I get it. He wants to save this guy, but he's the fucking captain of this mission. He should have the common sense to know that if an alien is attached to someone's face, don't bring it in your ship. Wasn't Ash the captain, the android? Wasn't the android? No, the no Dallas captain. was the captain. The bearded yeah. oh, cowboy right, right. guy. The guy who dies in the vents. Well, I think Ridley made a good point there where she was like, if you were in my position, you wouldn't let you guys in either. But he was just panicked. He wasn't thinking with common sense. He was thinking, I need to save my crewmate. Yeah. She goes back for the cat. I mean. Yeah. The cat's dead. The cat is dead. Leave the cat. Yeah. She she only went looking for the cat after I think she heard it meow. I don't remember if she. And then she went and got it. Cat's dead. Yeah, she does go uh, awfully out of her way, though, to, <laughs> yeah. to save yeah. save the to cat. To find the cat, just so we can get that one jump scare where the cat mm-hmm. jumps out. Which the cat does so many times in this movie. They get so mm-hmm. many cheap scares from that one cat jumping out. Is that... Oh my god, I just understood a community reference. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. If cool. I was on a long space voyage, even with other people, I would you want to You don't bring, bring your would, cat. I would bring my cat. No, you don't bring your cat, Neil. I'm not your leaving cat my cat die. here. Your cat will die in not, space. Not if we follow the rules and no. Neil's cat. Neil, Neil, your Neil's cat, cat is, is going to die in space. Your cat is not equipped to be in space. Neil's cat is so cute, though. Come on. But you'd be killing his cat by bringing it to space. I'd be letting it suffer if I left it here, unless I found a family for it. Yeah, just but. find someone to take care of your cat. People no, go on special. vacation all the yeah. time and don't bring okay. their pets. But what if the cat misses Neil? Yeah. And then the cat dies of a broken heart. So... Well, then Neil shouldn't Bet have gone to space that. in the first place. Neil shouldn't um, have gone to space if his cat was that attached to him. That's a fair point. <laughs> Guess I'll have to wait fair point, fair point. 20 years to go to space. Um, <laughs> Do you think your cat's going to live for 20 years? Most cats can live 18 to 24. Four years? Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm used to dogs. I don't know. Cats have pretty yeah. long lifespans. Yeah. If you if you treat them right. <laughs> <sighs> I just have so many problems with that fucking cat. Any other things you liked about the uh, film, Andrew? I mean, I yeah. think the visuals, acting was good. I like the cinematography in general. Cinematography was really really good. Yeah, and I think especially for 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 its time, the visual effects were were really really stellar too. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of these these films that came out in the seventies, they had to do a lot of imagining uh, about like what the future would look like, what things would look like if we got to a point where we mm-hmm. could like mine stuff from you know outer space. And so I yeah. think you know the, the film did a really tremendous job of really like throwing us into this world and and really just really creating this world that that we can kind of envelop ourselves in. I think that the, the you know the music was was also pretty good. Even though the soundtrack wasn't featured like predominantly, uh, you know, I think you know they used a lot more just the sounds of the spaceship and the sounds of space. Um, I think that where they did use the soundtrack, 
Um, I think it did add a lot. And I one thing that that, that I that I kind of reminded myself of when watching this film is this was kind of back in an age where sci-fi soundtracks were a little bit more classical. They didn't quite utilize this like electronic sound yet. Mm-hmm. And so so yeah, I mean I liked the the soundtrack as well, but I think the the, the big the the biggest um kudos that I have to give to this film is just the world building and just how well thought out the the, the world was. Not not so much the decisions of the characters in it, but like the the world itself. Andrew, I have something to say about the soundtrack. I wrote this down right at the very beginning. This mm. music sounds like something out of a Disney movie. <laughs> there 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 the were particular music at moments. The very yeah. beginning reminded me of like Fantasia or something like that. It was definitely orchestral in the very beginning, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, very different tone than what we're very to different watch. tone. Yeah, it, yeah it, so I I think I read somewhere that that was done intentionally. Like, you're supposed to go into the film being like, oh, uh, I'm at ease. This is this is nice. They're just chilling on a spaceship, and then it's supposed to get more uncomfortable as it goes on. What I liked sound design-wise, I wouldn't really consider it um, soundtrack or, or music, but there was a couple times with the alien or when, you know, someone was about to die that you I heard a heartbeat, like, in the background. I don't know if mm-hmm. any if that was... Yeah, I, um, I caught that. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, that's that's nice. I like that. It's subtle, but it still adds something." I thought. Another thing I think where like the sound mixing like really came to like fruition was when um, uh, Ripley is like escaping the ship, and like you, it's all this cutting between like the shaky ship and the uh, uh, the, or the, sh- the shaky shuttle that she's leaving in, and then the ship that she's escaping from, and just mm. like those cuts along with the sound, like just mixed together, it it just like creates kind of like, and you see her like she's exhausted, she's tired, and the sound mix really does throw you into just like this state of exhaustion alongside her, which I thought was really neat. You were talking about cuts. And I think one of the funniest cuts in this movie is the cut between the fake android head and the real android head. Yeah, that was not it's good. terrible. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It's so yeah. bad. And the head really, like, I'm sorry, props department. You did a lovely job on a lot of things, but that head looks so funny. They shouldn't, they like, I think they tried too hard. And if they mm-hmm. if they had done like a wide shot of her like handling the head and then mm-hmm. cut to a close up of the or real, or if they hadn't showed its face, just right. showed like the inside of it. They tried to make it seamless, and they they did a poor job. It was so bad. I think you like saw a knee, and then it was a very obvious cut to the head. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> oh god, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that's what that's what makes older movies funny. Is, is their interesting choices. Yeah. I mean, so much of what I have written here is just about the cat. <laughs> yeah, poor cat. Oh, there was one really stupid line that the android had when, like, the guy recovers. They send a message and they're like, it's simpler if you just come and see him when they ask if he's all right. No, it's not. Just say, yeah, he's fine. Come down yeah. and see him. It takes I, a lot less time. I think he was... <laughs> full of himself he wanted to be like hmm, look at look at he's huge now how was that android snarky did someone program him to be a prick i think they're supposed to be like ai like he has a conscience mm-hmm. well then why is he a prick i don't get it and i also saw somewhere that like throughout the film he never eats he only drinks 
the milk or you think it's milk, whatever that liquid white substance is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was nasty. I don't like I don't like creepy alien. They should have just left. They should have just like I get that their ship was broken. Fine. Leave the alien ship. Don't even go into the alien ship. If you want to investigate it further, call someone who's not a mining group mm-hmm. and send <laughs> them to come look at it when you're safely away. But corporations don't care about you. That's the that's part of the plot. Is the corporation <laughs> is like, ah, crewmates expendable. Let's just see if they can bring the alien just, back. You know, it's what's weird to me is that they had that one android where his objective was to bring the alien back. But it seems like it's even more liable. And don't I'm gonna I'm gonna cite CinemaSins here because I watched it and I got a lot of inspiration from that. So thank you, CinemaSins. You are a great help to me. Um But uh wouldn't it make more sense to not have human factors in there at all and just have a fully android crew? I mean, you can make an android who is a science officer that tricks an entire crew. He's so believably human. So why not just make your whole entire crew androids and make that your mission bring alien back? Could also be a corporate mm-hmm. thing. Just like just like why not automate fast food? It's because it's easier to pay people than it is to build robots right now you know but they could went be similar all the trouble of already building a robot you think that's the only robot they had that no one knew was a robot that was part yeah. of it so android I guess. so that so he would follow orders no matter what yeah but i feel like it's human. just so much more liable to have humans involved at all and i can talk about this because this is space this is fictional space we're discussing yeah. here people oh yeah i agree yeah, I don't know. It just confused me. I'm like, you know, if the goal was capture alien, don't put people on there who might not want to capture the alien. That's a fair point. Yeah, that, I think, that's that's. Or I think get that's... people who are on board with capturing the alien. Get regular people and just be like, hey, I'll pay you three million dollars <laughs> if you go to this planet and capture this alien. I think that I don't remember the exact plot line of the second movie, but I think that might be part of the plot line oh. of the second movie. So we should we should talk about the franchise that this, this movie spanned. The second it's, movie is great. Maybe as good as the first, in my opinion, but I damn. the rest of them are... So, eh. so yeah, so uh, this movie was so, like, financially successful, Fox decided to launch three more after that. Aliens... Mm-hmm. Not Aliens 2, just Aliens, which is so confusing. Um, Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Then, of course, there were the crossover movies with the Predator franchise, Alien vs. Predator and Alien Mm -hmm. vs. Predator Requiem. And then, of course, the most recent prequel series, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I... Look, I am a huge fan of the Marvel franchise, guys. I love it. I actually don't mind franchises as a whole. I'm a fan of the Star Wars franchise as well. Not so much a fan of the Lord of the Rings franchise, but, you know, that's my personal opinion. I know some people are. Um, This doesn't feel like a franchise, though. This feels like a bunch of sequels and prequels that they're just 
making. It's not really yeah. an expansion of the universe. It's the same story that they just keep adding on to. Yeah, rehashing and just... It's a bit yeah. disjointed, I agree. It's kind of like... I think there's a Jaws 4. So it's like Jaws 2, 3, and 4 like are not at all really put together with... I think that's a Jaws 6, actually. I, whatever it is, no one really cares about them. And I know that... <laughs> the alien versus predator movies have some following like i think there's some people who love them but I mean, it's, they're not critically acclaimed like the first two movies were and prometheus had okay reviews i thought it was okay um what was the newest one covenant though or whatever i did i thought uh, it was yeah, not alien very good covenant that, yeah, that one, one Brittany. if you thought this movie had stupid people then you would be blown away by the you stupidity know, of know, that one. You know, it's stupid that they made sequels because that meant people, after hearing about this alien, went looking for them. Well, Aliens 2, uh, again, is a movie where... Not Aliens 2, just uh, Aliens. You're right, you're right. Aliens is, again, a movie where a bunch of uh, <laughs> white dudes in the, in the movie don't believe what happened to Sigourney or Ripley actually happened. They're like, oh, she's overreacting. And then they bring oh her on God. another Look, mission. I totally with get not believing someone if they come back from space crazed out of their mind saying, hey, I it, fought an alien that killed all my crew. Like, but the cat know, survived. But the cat survived. <laughs> but the cat survived. But the cat we brought along on this space mission. Fucking hell. Um, but you know what else, like, I wouldn't do? Like, test her theory out. Oh, maybe she is telling the truth. I know. Let's go look for it. I don't... Yeah, I don't remember mm -hmm. if that was... I gotta watch the I second one now. I haven't I don't remember it. either. I don't know the plots for any of these movies. <laughs> Un unfortunately for us and fortunately for you, it only had seven nominations for Oscars. It didn't win any, the second one. So you don't ever have to watch the Yay. second one. I'm happy about that. Unless you run out of movies, and then you have to go into nominations. Do you have any idea how long the Oscars have been going on? We release this every two weeks. We're not going to run out of movies. Oh, we're yeah. We're going to be doing this until we're dead. <laughs> we'll just die halfway through recording an episode. Yeah, that's how we'll die. Or one of us will kill the other, which is how I feel that it's the only conclusion of this podcast. It's just a matter of who. One day, one of us will just be pushed over the edge, and that'll be it. And that'll be it. Well, guys, this has been great. I hate you for making me watch this. I, I blame you, Neil, yep, and I blame yep. Andrew, because when he presented your choices, I asked, which is least scary, and Andrew said aliens, so I had to watch it. I kind of picked this because I think this will come out in October, so it was like a mm -hmm. scary movie. It will. Oh, yeah. it will. I do appreciate that. Sticking to a theme. But also, fuck you for making me watch this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, wrap up. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into our final thoughts and whether or not we would recommend watching this movie. Neil, our wonderful guest, why don't you go first? Um, although this is, I looked up some stats, 53 on IMDb Top 250, seventh best sci-fi movie by American Film Institute, and 33rd greatest film of all time by Empire, I would only recommend this movie to people who enjoy the horror movie genre. Uh, if you do, I think it's classic. I think it's got great cinematography, visuals, acting. Um, has a couple of, you know, 
classic stupid horror decisions, but otherwise uh, a good movie overall. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's, a like I said, I think it's actually a very good haunted house in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like haunted houses. And if you're like me and you don't like haunted houses, you don't really need to see it. Like, I, I there are a couple of references, but I don't feel like you're missing out on anything by not watching it, if that makes sense. So if you're like me, don't bother. I would recommend it. You know, I, I think that it's... It's a really, really, well, for the most part, at least, well done uh, sci-fi film that I think really um, holds a lot of influence over the genre. Plus, like, I mean, even though it, it is, you know, kind of an older film, like, there, there, especially towards the end, there were a lot of moments where I really was on the edge of my seat and I was just, like, just fully engaged with what was going on. Um, and so, so yeah, I'd recommend it if you're looking for uh, a nice thriller that's going to have you on the edge of your seat um and if you want to see the film that launched kind of launched the career of sig or oh my god sigourney, sigourney weaver why do you put so Mother much emphasis fu- on i the don't sig. know it's sigourney. i don't know sigourney you're like, sigourney. sigourney yeah but you're putting too much sig- emphasis on the sig part it's just sigourney sig- sigourney sigourney yeah. there you go there you okay go. thank you I don't understand so, yes. what's going on with you. You never have know. this. It's normally me. What's happening? There's something about Sigourney that's just You're got still- me. Just this was also Ridley, Ridley Scott's second film that he directed, which I thought was impressive. Second film. Yeah. 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 This, this is also one of the films that kind of launched his career, too. It's an ambitious second film. Very. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend all right, let's get into plugs. Uh, Neil, any social media you might want to plug and something from pop culture that you're interested in that you would also like to plug that isn't this movie. Okay, so I do have three plugs. I'm sure Andrew will plug it, but his web series, Bordered, uh, is uh, mm-hmm. coming out soon-ish, um, right? Yeah, so, well, spring of 2021. So. Spring of 2021. Well, look forward yeah. to it. Follow, follow it soon. on social media. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to plug two other things. I think if you're looking for a very strong feminist uh, show, TV show, that also has a lot to do with this year, masks, police brutality, I highly recommend Watchmen. It won three Emmys just oh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other plug that I have is um, there was a high school that made a play version of Alien that Sigourney oh, yeah. Weaver herself went to go see. It is entirely available on youtube so it's uh i would plug that and then ridley Hmm. scott recommended that for their next play they do um gladiator yep i thought that was cool (laughs) i i honestly i genuinely love that i think that's really cute i really like how ridley scott and sigourney weaver really supported those kids and they're like hey you guys are doing something really creative because they had no budget when the kids were making it they just like used a bunch of recycled toys and stuff and used their imaginations to create it and Ridley Scott and Sigourney Weaver both supported that a lot, and I just think that's great when you encourage kids to just do be creative. I love right. that. So. Yeah, right. they could have yeah. they could have sued them, but they didn't. You know, they could have. Yeah. Okay, uh, plugs for me. So you can find me on Instagram at Brittany Blue Eyed. Um, I have recently started a guest starring in a audio show with Corn Productions. It's called Storm City. I'm not a main character, but I do a lot of guest spots on it, and I won't tell you anything about my characters, because there are multiple, and they are fun. So, please check that out. 
I think it's a lot of fun. It's all improv. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. So check that out if you'd like. And then something I want to plug, I got back into Great British Bake Off while I was watching this movie mm. because there got a point where I was too freaked out where I'm like, I got to watch something else. And I turned on Great British Bake, Bake Off. Uh, series eight just started. I think it's great. So yeah, check that out. Yeah. Pure cool. and wholesome. Pure and wholesome. Not like, <laughs> it's so nice. Like everyone's so nice and polite and he willing to help each other. And I'm like, oh God, this is so pleasant. I wish our country were like that. Anyway. <laughs> I can't get that. That's a whole, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying that Britain doesn't have their own problems going on politically. They definitely do. Um, but like. Compared to ours. But like, you know, <laughs> let's all just be nice to each other, people. Let's not be huge dicks to each other and try to like say oh you can't get married because you're the same sex or you can't you can get fired because you're transgender or you know black lives don't matter don't say that stuff because that stuff is terrible and that makes you a bad person and i'm just really sad at the state of the world right now but i don't want to get into that so i know i just did i think we just all need to bake more yeah if you <laughs> let's all just get together yeah. not be hateful to each other just accept that just people are shit. different and differences should be celebrated not hated and all bake a nice banana bread together like that'd be so I nice i wish i could bake us a rainbow full of or bake us a cake full of rainbows and smiles and we'd all just eat and be happy please tell me you guys got that reference mean girls i don't know there we go yeah that was mean girls is that the girl who um, doesn't even go here she doesn't even go here all right, my plugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at AndrewTheNunoTwin, on Twitter at AndrewNuno. And then, especially since, you know, we're kind of entering this season of spooky or scary films, uh, a film that I just saw on Netflix the other weekend is called Hashtag Alive. And I'm not saying it's like the greatest oh, horror film in wait, the world. Wait, is it the zombie one? It, the South Korean yeah. zombie one? Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's not like the greatest zombie film in the world, but I do think it does a really interesting thing with the genre where it does kind of take a look at like characters who kind of find themselves in almost kind of like a self-imposed quarantine um, during the zombie apocalypse, which I think like I've never quite seen that done before. Um, and, and for the most part, like they, they do like a really interesting job exploring that just like kind of like the mental decline of, of, uh, of the lead character. Um, and yeah, there, there's some just like really stellar acting in, in the film too. So if you're looking to get your scare on this October, feel free to give it a, a shot. All right. Neil, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I do mean Muchísimas that. Muchísimas gracias. I do mean that despite the fact that I hate that we had to watch this. Um, Sorry. <laughs> October special. Yeah, no there more, you go. No more horror movies until next October. I don't know, man. We have other guests, and they haven't made decisions yet. So <laughs> I'm really nervous. <laughs> anyway. You, you, will, you will survive. You will, you will make it through. You will persist. Anyway, thank you, Neil, for coming on the podcast. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. All right. And yep. then, Andrew, you can take us out how you always take us out. Of course. So, firstly, thanks to everybody for watching this episode. Really, really appreciate it. If you're looking for episodes where we discuss everything from Great Gatsby to Annie Hall to 2001, A Space Odyssey, if you're looking Don't. for another space film, no. Brittany will, will say no, but I will say otherwise. <laughs> so even if you just want to watch the podcast episode, or just listen to the podcast episode, rather, feel free to listen to all the other episodes that we've got uh, for you to listen to. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. 
And until next time, if you're looking for a film that will not give you space fever, check out this film that includes Sig. Oh my God, Sigourney. Sigourney. Hold on, let me record. Let me, let me let me let me do this one more time. Why I was would doing you so good. And then the fucking then the fucking name. Hold on. Sigourney. I want to re-record this. You're gonna Sigourney. do the whole thing Sigourney. again. Sigourney. Yes. God, and I was doing so good you too. You were so from good. the top. From the top of yeah. the poem, Sigourney. Say it with me. Andrew. Sigourney. Sigourney. Sig. No, not Sigourney. Sig. Stop. Stop saying just, the Sig so much. Just Sigourney. Think of, think of like away. sign almost. Sigourney. Like, Sigourney. 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 Yeah. Sigourney. Yeah. Instead of, thinking of, instead of thinking of it as instead of thinking of as Sigor, think of it as Sigor. Try that. Gotcha. Sigourney. Sigourney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yes. that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Take two. That's all getting left in, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Academy Arguments. And until next time, if you're looking for a film that will not give you space fever, check out this film starring Sigourney Weaver. Take care, guys. I mean, that's as best you're going to do. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. The Academy Arguments was created and produced by Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nuno. It is edited by Brittany McHugh, and the artwork is by Olivia Jensen. If you like what you heard here today, then tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, tell your grandmother if you think that's something she'd be into. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show get noticed when you do. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions for a movie we should do for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Academy Arguments on Twitter at ACAD Arguments or at our email, academyarguments at gmail.com. Uh, starring a whole a whole slew of people, John Hurt, Sigourney Weaver, I'm uh, sorry, Sig- Sigourney Weaver. Um, and Sigourney. S- Sigourney? Sig- Sigourney? Sigourney? Yes. Sigourney. Sigourney. Okay. Weaver. Sigourney. Thank you. Thank and you, you judged me for the army hammer thing the last episode. <laughs> You can't even get National Treasure Sigourney Weaver's name right.